Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ-likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host. I want to welcome you to today's podcast. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on some podcast platform, I want to welcome you to the conversation. So glad that you've tuned in, hit that play button, and that you're joining me today. The Word of God is what transforms our life. By the power of the Holy Spirit, His Word gives us light to live this life. It shows us God's way of doing life. We live in life God's way. And so thankful for the past few conversations we've had. We've been talking out of Acts chapter 20 and verse 24 in the context where Paul was leaving a region that he'd been working in for years and years, establishing the church, and he was getting ready to leave, and he's giving some parting words, some final words. You know, sometimes those are the words that kind of have the most weight is when you know you're not going to see someone anymore and you want to leave them some final words. And that's kind of this whole passage right here. So these are really, really weighty words that Paul's using in Acts 20, verse 17 through the end of the chapter. And that's what we've been kind of digging in the last few weeks. If you missed any of the previous conversations, go back and check them out. And then we'll pick up, of course, where we're going today. Acts 20, 24, here's what Paul said. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Thank God for his grace. Thank God that Jesus made a way for us to enter into right standing with God, all by grace, all because it's the gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. And this doctrine of the grace of God was what was getting twisted early on in the early church. It was what gave Paul all the opposition that he faced, all the uh, adversity that he faced. I mean, there was, um, in fact, I think I have the reference here in the book of Acts, um, chapter 23 and verse 12, I believe it is. You see, there was a band of Jews that literally took a vow that they were not going to eat, they were not going to drink until this man, Paul, was dead. And they did that because of his teaching regarding the grace of God. The grace of God. This message, this doctrine of the grace of God got such opposition, such resistance, and then consequently even then got twisted and perverted into such a way that he had to say some of the things he said here in Acts chapter 20. And it's the entire epistle of Jude deals with it. Second Peter chapter two, whole chapter deals with it. And we'll touch on some of it here today, but let's go to Acts chapter 20, because here's what Paul says as he's telling the Ephesian elders, as he's leaving that region, he said, verse 29, Acts 20, 29, he says, I know that after my departing, grievous wolves are going to enter in among you, and they're not going to spare the flock. And 
You yourselves also know that men are going to arise from among you speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Man, Paul's just calling it out. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I did not cease to warn every one of you night and day. And now, brethren, I commend you to the grace of God and the word of his grace. He's able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. And he goes on and makes some final comments. But I wanted you to see that Paul's warning, all of Paul's persecution, all of his adversity was because of his revelation of the grace of God. That what God was doing in making us right with him was going to be through the life of Jesus, and we were going to have to accept what Jesus did as a gift and not of works, lest any man should boast. Let's read about that in Ephesians chapter 2. I'd like you to have at least one reference on it. It's all through Paul's writings, and most of the epistles in your New Testament and mine are written by Paul. And it's because of this revelation that he had on the grace of God that what God was doing was not by the law of Moses, but it was going to be through the life of Jesus Christ and through a personal relationship with him and through covenant with God in the blood of Jesus by the grace of God and through our faith. So here in Ephesians 2, it says in verse 1, Ephesians 2, 1, you he quickened together who were in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the children of disobedience, among whom we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And we were all by nature children of wrath. But God, hallelujah, but God who is rich in mercy, wherewith his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Now, we shout about this. We preach this. We're teaching on it right now. But this revelation was what got Paul in so much trouble because it was such a shift off of religion and off of um trusting in the flesh and the works of the flesh or self-righteousness. It was such a shift away from that. It was so radical that it got him in so much trouble, so much resistance, so much adversity. You read about it in 2 Corinthians 11, where, man, he was beaten with rods three times. He was uh, beaten and given stripes, 39 stripes, Five times? I mean, he faced trouble in the city, trouble in the field, trouble among false... He was robbed, left left naked, left... <laughs> I mean, he just was faced with all kinds of opposition because of his revelation of the grace of God. Philippians 3, he says, All that I did, all that I was as a Pharisee, I count it but dung, just refuse, that I may gain Christ that I might have my righteousness by the grace of God and not by my works. That revelation, it's so precious to you and I. It's so dear to you and I. But I'm telling you, it made devils mad then. It'll make devils mad today. That we are who we are by the grace and the kindness 
and the mercy of God. And so this message that he said, I'm going to leave. And because when I leave, there's going to come grievous wolves in. They're going to try to take advantage of the sheep. He said, even among your own selves, there's going to rise up men, try to pull people away to have to be disciples after them and not after the scripture or after the Lord Jesus. And so you read about this whole issue in the book of Jude which we're not going to, by any stretch of the imagination, get into the entirety of it. But I just want you to understand the nature of this issue, that it wasn't just an issue back then. It's still an issue today. It's still an issue that can become a dividing line among people. And it can be a controversial issue, this teaching and doctrine of the grace of God. And let's just just get a catch the flavor of it here in the book of Jude, just one chapter in Jude. So, just we're just going to mention the verse, not the chapter. So in Jude it says this in verse three, beloved, when I gave all diligence to write to you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you would then earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. In other words, I was going to write unto you. I knew I needed to write unto you. But when I saw what was going on, I knew exactly what I needed to deal with. Basically what he's saying. He said, for there are certain men crept in unaware. Sounds like wolves in sheep clothing, right? Like Paul addressed in Acts 20. For certain men crept in unaware who were before ordained unto this condemnation, ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lasciviousness, lawlessness. See, just because we're not under the law of Moses or the law of the commandments, we are under the law of liberty or the law of love. See, that's, see, Jesus came to put all of God's law under one law, the royal law of love. James talks about it in James chapter 2, that we have the royal law of love. That if I love you, I'm certainly not going to covet your things. If I love you, I'm not going to murder you. If I love you, you see what I'm saying? I'm going to treat you all the ways that the Ten Commandments tells me to behave just because I love you. And love becomes the governor of my heart. Love becomes the law written on my heart. First Corinthians, Paul breaks out the revelation of what God's love is, how it behaves, how it thinks, how it's motivated. And so this law of love is not a law that makes life more vague or more just willy-nilly anything goes. No, it actually gets even more tight. You know, when Jesus said, you've heard it said, you can read about it in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, but in chapter 5, it's called the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus talks about, he's quoting the law. You've heard it said, don't commit adultery. That's the law. But I say unto you, and John 1 says, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. See, grace is the empowerment to truth, to live in the truth. So he's quoting the law. The law says, don't commit adultery. But I say unto you, in other words, grace is going to say this to you. Don't even look on that woman 
to lust after her because you've already committed adultery in your heart. Whoa. See, it doesn't sound like grace gets easy. Um, not easy. It doesn't seem like grace loosens the the boundaries. Actually, grace tightens it to where you not only have to control your behavior, you got to control the inner life. That's why we needed Holy Spirit to come and live in us, to have the life, to have the love, to have the law written in our heart, on our heart, so that now we govern our eyes, we govern our thoughts, we govern our motives. The inner life gets dealt with, not just the behavior. The motive gets adjusted, not just the behavior. And so that's why this word and this message of God's grace, it was getting twisted, you know, in the early days of the church, and it's still getting twisted today, saying that if you live not under the law, but under grace, now you can do this and be saved, or you can do that and be saved and go to heaven. You can do this and be a Christian, or do that and be a Christian. See, the word... Christian is such a loosely used term that people can claim to be a Christian and live any old way and find scripture, you know, surgically extracted to back it. But no, in that day they were twisting the grace of God, and today there's still a twisting of the grace of God. And so just like they had to contend, we have to contend. He says, For certain men crept in unaware, Jude 4, who were before ordained to this condemnation. In other words, I warned you it was going to happen. Paul warned us in Acts 20. Jude's warning us. Second Peter, Peter warns us. Marksman, I'm warning you. <laughs> I'm being warned by the Scripture. This was ordained. In other words, I'm warning you it's going to happen ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, but denying the only Lord and our Lord, or our Lord God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So what do we do with all this? Now, we're not going to read through the whole book of Jude, but I am going to go to the end of the chapter because you can read about everything he deals with and that he warns them regarding about the seriousness and the soberness of this reality. But let's get to the wrap-up. Let's get to what we can do to avoid falling into that pit or into that ditch, because he actually wraps up in Jude what we must do. So let's go on down to Jude, verse 20, and we'll wrap up today's conversation, and we'll wrap up this series of conversations out of Acts 20. Here's what it says in Jude 20, verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some, have compassion, make a difference. Others, with fear, pull them out of the fire hating the garment that has been spotted by the flesh. And now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before his presence and his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God and Savior be glory and majesty and dominion and power both now and forevermore. 
Amen. Now that's a powerful wrap-up. It's a powerful wrap-up after a strong warning and a strong admonition to be alert, to be on the watch. Don't let the grace of God get just turned into some lasciviousness, lack of law, lack of restraint, just carnality, everything being excused. You can be a Christian and do this. You can be a Christian and do that. Come on. The Bible's very clear. The light of God's Word, the counsel of God's Word is very clear. But we don't just hear the admonition and the warning and just think, oh, man, man, this world's just a mess. The church is in a mess. No, no, no. Listen to the admonition. I'm going to read it to you again, even as we close today's podcast and our conversation. But you, beloved, I'm talking to you, the the listeners of Marksman, but you, beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself in the love of God. Look for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some, you're going to have to have compassion. And you're going to make a difference in their life. Others, you're going to save them with fear, holy fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating the garments that have been spotted by the flesh. But now unto him, here's the benediction the benediction of Scripture, and our benediction here today. Now unto him that is able to keep you and I from falling and to present you and I faultless before his presence and his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God and our Savior be glory and majesty and dominion and power both now and forevermore. Amen. Men. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you'll share this podcast with your friends, your buddies, guys you're doing life with. Let's get more guys sitting around the table. Let's get more guys in on the conversation here on Marksman. Hope you'll share this podcast, share the YouTube link, share the podcast link with your friends, and we'll see you next week, or we'll talk to you next week here on Marksman.